Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Booth Podcast. I am Reese Shonsby, joined as always by Davey O'Doyle. How's it going, buddy? I mean, the our hometown boys brought home the what is it, the five A title now? Five A. Riders are a clinched home playoff spot, so you know it's been a pretty decent little weekend of football here. It has been a decent weekend of football. Congratulations to all the Weyburn players, coaches, fans. It was a rout by the Eagles taking down the Green All Griffins 44 to nothing in the 5A uh, Provincial Football Championship this past weekend. Yeah, so so I was wrestling that night, but you went there. I did and go. You, and you, you have the authority to say that was an absolute rout. Oh, my gosh. That was a complete dominant performance by one team. I can't. There was just such a size difference in the players too. Weyburn just had had all the size and Greenall did not. Um, shout out to Evan Barsness. I think he had four ball, blocked punts. Four blocked punts? Is yeah. that real? That is real. <laughs> it was amazing to watch. It was. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I saw a little thing. It was like one of those. It was like a Regina article. So, they didn't mention the Eagles at all. But it yeah. was like, oh, Greenalls only gave up points to one team all season. Like, they've just been destroying all these other 5A Regina teams, basically. Yeah. And then that tells you something that Wayward walks in and lays a stomping on him, right? Yeah. Greenhall, I believe, had allowed 30 points all season and then lost 44 to nothing in the final. Right, because I remember reading they allowed, yeah, something like that, but it was all to the same team. They yeah. played them twice, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, I can't remember which team it yeah. was, but they played them in the regular season and then they played them in the Regina Championship. Right. Um. But I think that just shows we kind of questioned it all year. We were like, what's happening here? As Weyburn, former Weyburn players, we were not used to seeing the winning ways. Right. Um, so we're like, is this a good team? Is this something else going on with other teams? And I think <laughs> that that game proved it. This is a great team. This right. was a well-coached team. This was a team full of dogs. This was a championship team. And I would, that'd be interesting to talk to somebody from this team, right? Just to see like what the differences were. Cause I even asked you and a couple of our buddies who played for the team too, you guys went to that game. Like, Hey, is football in general, just like, are the players worse or just like, are they just insanely good? And Weyburn's just going to be a championship team now. And my buddy, one of, one of our buddies was like, Oh man, our team would have got smacked around by this team. This team is good. Yes. And like, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that though. Right. Like I'm glad to hear it's not just like all football's worse everywhere. Like it's still the same level, but just like Weyburn is a championship team now. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So stay tuned. We'll see if we can catch up with somebody in the coming weeks here from the championship team. Um, we won't make any promises, but we'll do our best. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can cook up here. We'll see what we can cook up. Let's shift gears and get into the Canadian Football League and the week that was a fairly predictable week. Yeah. But a good week of football nonetheless. Uh, we started off on Friday with 
maybe the most interesting game of the week in Hamilton and Toronto. We both kind of thought that's going to go Hamilton's way. Hamilton was winning, winning some games, playing well. Toronto had just come off a narrow win versus Ottawa. But Toronto takes that one 31-12 over Hamilton. See, that's and that score too is like that's not a close win. That's a pretty decisive win right there. And like when you looked at all the guys that the Argonauts signed in the offseason, all of like Cam Judge, Hinak Buwamba, amongst all the other players on that defensive line, just their their entire team was basically they just signed a, a swap of people and then they saw how it went. And then when you looked on paper at the start of the year, you thought like, hey, this team should probably win the East. But I mean, Hamilton was so good in 2019. You don't know. They, they beat, they're the only team that beat Winnipeg until a game we'll mention later. And like, I don't know, man. It's just like, they kind of drop off. They go up and down. They can't figure out their quarterback situation. But then they come out this week to, to clinch first place in the East and a home playoff game in the East final. And they put their foot down. They are still the best team in the East. They put their foot down and now uh, it has to go through Toronto, right? It sure does. I'll take the L here. I'm pretty sure in the preseason, I saw the signings they had. I said, it won't matter. This is the same Toronto team. And I think I projected them to have three wins all season. Boy, was I wrong. That's a bad look on you. That is a bad look on me. Somehow. I still get to talk on a CFL podcast. Well, until you get fired soon. I'm going to get Carve on here. He doesn't know anything, but he didn't pick the Argonauts to win three games. So you're almost very true. That's very true. Uh, We'll move on to what was the latest game of the season kicking off at 930. I did stay up to watch it all somehow. But Calgary did sneak away with the 33 to 23 win versus BC to clinch the final spot in the playoffs. Calgary joins the party in what was a good game against BC. Yeah, I, I watched the highlights of it kind of when I got home the next day. And like, I mean, it's you could see that this is a game that was playoff football. I mean, BC is do or die. This game, it has to be it. So they gave Calgary all the fight they could have. But I mean, Bo Levi Mitchell, Kadeem Carey in the backfield, a good defense, including uh, their, their middle linebacker, what's his name, Sankey? Yeah. I think he is. Yeah, yeah he's like leading, leading the league in tackles right now. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got some players, man. And you just hope that next week, uh, selfishly as Ryder fans, you hope next week they go off the rails somehow, something happens because, like, that was a playoff atmosphere game and Calgary pulled it out right on yeah, the road. So they definitely did. Um, so yes, again, they joined the party there in the playoffs. Um, next game uh, came on Saturday around noon. That was Winnipeg and Montreal. And we did it. We made the prediction. We said Winnipeg would one walk into Montreal and would not get the win. Their second loss of the season Comes to the Montreal Alouettes, 28-14. to 14. I want to remind them that we didn't even know at the time that Zach Claros wasn't playing. We That's still true. said, like, Montreal will win. And, like, it was, what's this, Sean McGuire? Is that the guy? Sean in the McGuire, corner? yeah. Yeah, Sean McGuire goes in. And, I mean, like, hey, he wasn't bad, but you can definitely see, like, okay, 
that's the Zach Claros difference between those yeah. teams, right? And Zach Claros is a whole different beast leading that offense. Um, they didn't have a guy playing. I saw like Jackson Jeffcoat either, yeah. but it's concerning to see that like Kongbo comes off the edge in his spot and still gets like three sacks. So, I mean, that guy's just waiting in the rotation still. It's scary, but even so to have still basically a couple of key guys out, but Montreal still went in there, played them, beat them. Right. So Montreal right now, isn't they're in the playoffs, but their spot is not determined. So we're going to have to watch out. Hopefully they can play some more frisky football for their sake. Right. Yeah. We'll see what happens this week, but that brings us to the finale of week 15, the Edmonton Elks versus your Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And those damn riders pull it out again in a nail biter to clinch second place in the West Division. Will host the West semifinal with a 29 to 24 win over Edmonton. Not not perfect. You know what I mean? Like it's it was nice to see some progress because it really the the connections that he had down the field, Claros to Duke Williams was a welcome sight after how atrocious our passing game yeah. has been. So that's nice to see. Um, still, our pass rush is still coming alive, starting to come alive as they have the last three or four games since we've been on this winning streak. AC Leonard and the boys are getting after it. But still not perfect, right? There's still, for me anyways, there's a little bit to be desired still on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. You'd like, you, you'd hope that it would have got fixed before now, but with all the injuries and everything that's happened, we're kind of, this is where we are, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great to see Duke Williams have his breakout game with the riders uh, stat line for him, eight catches, 146 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Cody also showing off uh, a little bit here with 23 of 32 for 245 yards and three touchdowns. It's nice to see. Uh, that offense had some production again against a team like Edmonton. You'd hope to see more Edmonton, one of the worst defenses against the rush. William Powell still with only 40, 59 yards. Sorry. Um, but that's kind of part of this offense. This offense isn't an offense that runs the ball. That's not Jason Moss's style. We're going to pass the ball. It's going to happen. That's how we're I wonder. Gonna... It makes me wonder if maybe not so much against that Winnipeg front, assuming we get by Calgary, but I almost wonder if he's been deliberately saving Powell, right? That's and also, yeah. Because, I mean, I've been thinking about this. Um, the West the West is set, so we can talk about the West. Yes, we can. We What we're doing now, I can almost see us doing what Winnipeg did two years ago. Winnipeg yeah. played Calgary, and that was the game where Chris Trevler just bullied his way through and won that game. I could almost see us going that route with Powell. Yeah. Slashing and gashing Calgary. And then we know we're not going to slash and gash the bombers. That nope. front seven's too good. And then that's where we get it all right. And we throw the bombs and we take them over the top, beat them in Winnipeg. That's my hope. I hope that they've been saving the best run schemes. They've been saving Powell because they knew we're going to be in the playoffs and we're going to need this run game, right? Yeah. It's definitely going to be one of those. One of those times when you need that run game because yeah, this is going to be November in Saskatchewan. Right. It's not going to be warm. 
late November too. Late Let's November. Not say it's early, late November. Believe mm. the forecast right now is saying minus nine and snow. So, I mean, we we know it's going to feel colder than that. So. Oh, it sure is. Yeah. Break out your ski pants, Rider Nation. Yeah, no doubt. Get your warm socks on and your boots. So that brings us to the end of week fifteen. Again, a predictable week, but another great week of CFL football. It's always great, no matter what happens. Um, We have gone through. What we're going to do now is give our, I guess we still have one more week in the regular season, but not that it matters too much. So we're going to give our kind of final power rankings from the regular season through all nine teams. Let's start off with number nine. Who's the worst of the worst? I mean, so we talked a little bit of shop before this, and I think we both have the same team at nine here. And I mean, like, it's tough because Ottawa and Edmonton have both been playing a little bit frisky since they've had no reason to play besides yeah. pride. But like Edmonton as a team and as a franchise, I put it number nine because like you're not helping yourself at all. Like you're not doing anything. You have a terrible front office. You're rotten pretty much from the core down. And like, I don't know, man, there's just not a lot of light in this tunnel. It really isn't. Um, these are two I kind of on the field, Ottawa and Edmonton, two kind of fairly similar teams. If you put them head to head right now, it'd be probably a good game because they're pretty evenly matched. Um, but when you look at the bigger picture, like you said, there's a difference between one front office and the other. One is making changes. One is trying to fix that. Ottawa is trying to fix that. Uh, Getting rid of their GM on the hunt for a new one. Where Edmonton's sitting here, they shipped off their best option at quarterback, kind of using him as the scapegoat for this whole season. When really, let's not say this season was Trevor Harris's fault in Edmonton. Far from. Yeah. Um, He's doing in Montreal now. Yeah. Those beat the bombers taking that team in the right direction as the playoffs go by. And you're going to say he was the problem with Edmonton. Like, yeah, get real. Exactly. That just kind of shows how broken that organization is and how. Yeah. The thing too, that like, this is my own personal opinion, right? This isn't supported by any sort of facts, but why put Edmonton nine also, and then Ottawa eight is like, I have faith in Ottawa and Rick Campbell. He's a good coach, and I've like, or uh, well, he was the coach before. Who's their coach now? Uh, Paul Apolice. Paul Apolice. Okay, yeah, yeah. Still doesn't change my argument there. Yeah. Paul Apolice is a guy who like, I I trust him a lot more than I trust Edmonton's coach like Elizondo. Yeah. I almost like in my mind, I almost look at this season and I'm like, man, Elizondo didn't coach well enough at any point. Whereas like Lapolice just didn't have as much to work with because Edmonton. I would argue at the start of the year had a much better roster than Ottawa did. Oh, for sure. There were picks. I saw many picks from many well-respected CFL analysts that said Edmonton is a team that could win the West. They could be the West representative in the Grey Cup. And now they're a two-win team. Right. So, I mean, like a lot of that for me too goes back to like, I don't think Elizondo's coached well. Whereas like I can see the way that Laplace is going and I trust the direction that Ottawa is going off the field, off off the field personnel, I trust their direction a lot more. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you there. So I think we're in agreement that our number nine team, the Edmonton Elks, our number yep. eight team, 
the Ottawa Red Blacks. Mm-hmm. Number seven, who you got? Uh, I mean, just by mathematical odds, you look who didn't make the playoffs, right? It's BC. Yeah. Um, that's a team that's interesting because even from watching them, I don't 100% know what the problem is there. You know what I mean? It just didn't work. Yeah. There's nothing I can point to right now. Rick Campbell's the coach of BC, and Rick Campbell's good. But And Michael Riley, you know what I mean? Not his best year, but still good. They have some good guys on offense. They have a good secondary on defense, pretty strong little secondary. And I mean, just, it's just not the best team, right? It's just, that's what it is. The seventh best team just got to build stronger for next year, I guess. It feels weird because we say this is the seventh best team. There is a large gap between seven and eight. Right. BC is a team that I see that is better than their record. They're right. better than a four and nine team. Right. They have a lot of great players on that field. And sometimes this season, and it happens to the best of teams, things just didn't go the right way for them. Right. Um, but this is a team that I think has promise going into the future. This was a team that was on the bubble all, all year for the playoffs. Um, Good to see things going right in BC. I think this will be a team that will be in the playoffs in a few short years. Yeah, they're definitely building that way. Now we get into some interesting territory with these next few teams, I believe. So let's start it off with who's your number six team. Right. So these next like four for me are like all very close, very similar teams. But here I put Montreal next. Um, for me, this is as much because it is so close, maybe just because they have, it seems like the least experience maybe being in that spot. It helps know that they have Trevor Harris. Kahari Jones is a great coach. He's great. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league and by a lot. I would trust him more than some coaches. Um, but it's just this team, they've been so up and down all year. They had that Vernon Adams business at the start. Is he good? Is he not good? He was really up and down, inconsistent. Um, They've picked it up in the last little bit. And they look like a team that you have to watch out for if you're in that East division, right? Like this team could squeak by either of those other two. But I put them a little bit lower, like I said, lower than Calgary because Calgary has their quarterback. Hamilton has their quarterback. Toronto won the East. Um, and then those teams are a little bit more experienced in the postseason than Montreal is, right? Simply because of that. But Montreal looks good. Yeah, they do. They definitely look good. I'm also putting Montreal in my sixth spot. Right. Um, I think, yeah, these next four teams, they're very close. Um, Montreal just feels like they get the very narrow short end of this stick. Right. It's it's so close. Um but like you said, they don't have as much playoff experience as these other teams. These other teams have been really trending in the right direction. And Montreal's maybe felt like they've been that kind of mediocre, stagnant team all year instead yeah. of trending in the right direction at the right time, um, which is maybe a good thing to say. They started off the year and they stayed consistent. They weren't up and down like some of these other teams. Right. They're just not on the up like the rest of them are right now. Well, let's move in to 
the number five spot. Who do you put here? I'm, I alluded to it a bit earlier. Um, it's tough to put Calgary here, but that's where I have them. And some of this might be wishful thinking, like, hey, they're not even as good as, as Toronto and Hamilton. We'll beat them for sure, right? Um, but just the team itself, obviously they've got hot at the tail end of the season after a really abysmal start. A great a start for that we thought was great. Like we're like, oh man, Calgary's finally not this powerhouse team. And I mean, Bolivai gets on track, Dickinson gets them on track, and then they move up all the way up back to a playoff spot. Um, like I said, that that defense has like the leading tackler in the league. Um, getting some getting some guys back after this these NFL cuts too. They got some guys back on their team now. Um, Kadeem Carey looks good in that backfield. It gives them another option on offense, which this is the first running back since what since since Cornish? Like what? I think right? I don't I mean, want to that, go that far back, but yeah, I think it because I, I mean that running attack has been lost. And Kadeem Carey looks really good this year yeah. for the first time in a long time for that team. Um, the only reason I put them a bit lower than the next two Toronto and Hamilton is just the fact um A wishful thinking, like I said. And B, they did start off so slowly. And like I said, they're still playing tight games right now with BC. And you'd like to maybe you'd like to see yourself get a little bit distance from that going into the playoffs, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll switch this up here. I'm going to put Hamilton in my right. four or in my five spot. Right. Um, I just think. Uh, Calgary does have a little bit of an edge on them. I think I'm always going to be that kind of guy who favors the West division. It's always going to be a stronger division. Um, but Hamilton's a good team too. Don't sell yourself short, Hamilton. Being in a five spot's really good right now. Yeah. Yep. You're in the playoffs. Uh, Masoli is coming on right now. He's hitting his stride. A weaker game against Toronto, but still still in the right spot at the right time um you did you put calgary just above hamilton and then at four i do have Hamilton, right because i have hamilton at four calgary five right yeah. and like we said these teams are so close that you could really sell either of them in these spots definitely and you could believe it right definitely i almost wonder if um after like we've been praising hamilton for so many weeks now how they've been trending in the right direction and everybody seems so bought in so energetic if this this loss to Toronto this one this week might be just what they need, you know what I mean? Yeah. To bring them back down to earth, refocus. Like, hey, Toronto is still the big dog. Yeah. We have to go into Toronto. We have to beat Montreal. We have to focus every week's a new week. You know what I mean? To get that focus after you've been riding so high, I almost wonder if this loss will help them in the long run. I think you might be right there. I think they were on track to go into the playoffs being like this team can't lose to any of these other East teams. This is going to be easy. Put them in the great cup right now. Now it's, there's a question of a, are they going to um, make the great cup? B, are they even going to host a home playoff game? They've got brought down down to earth here. It was probably the best thing for them. Um, I almost get like a weird, a weird kind of vibe from the tie cast right now that, they might be reliving that 2013 rider story. You know what I mean? Cause we yeah. had, we signed so many good guys. We were so ready to win at home. And then that like little middle patch of the season where like she's got hurt and everything yeah. was just kind of off the rails. 
And then where I said, we refocused up, we re got healthy. We had the semifinal to at our home field to get that win. And then we still knew we had to take down the big dog when we went to Calgary that year. Yeah. So we could get home. Right. Yeah. I almost wonder if Toronto or if Hamilton's going to be facing the same kind of story. The, you say that and it kind of starts hitting me how eerily similar this is. Cause right. in that 2013 year, we did also go into Calgary as a game it late in the regular season as a game who wins it. They're going to host the, the, the West final. Right there. That was that. Uh, that was the game we lost to Calgary and Dwight Anderson. Oh, we'll be back. We'll be we back. About, we'll, be back. Final. we'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back. And guess what? Hamilton may be back in Toronto if they can take care of business right. against Montreal in the East semi. So we flip flop there, but we both have Hamilton and Calgary in that four or five range. Right. Now we've got our top three teams and these kind of fall into place pretty easily, don't they? Yeah. So, I mean, then it goes for me and I think you two, three Toronto. Yeah. Um, You can, when I look at it, it seems like they're a little step below our other two teams that we're going to rank, but still, like I said, a very strong team, Um, a team that has maybe as its own team, hasn't had the experience. Maybe Hamilton has, getting up there in the playoffs as a unit, but a lot of individual guys who have seen playoff football, um, a lot of weapons, good leadership. And I mean, when you win the East division, you're the best team in the East division, right? That says something about it. Yeah. I think you look at this team and you're like, when you talk about building a team to try and win a great cup, when you try bringing in all those guys, bringing in the great cup experience, Toronto is all in this year. If they don't make it to the Grey Cup, if they don't have a chance to win the Grey Cup, it's that is an unsuccessful te- season for this Toronto right. team. After after all the money that you shelled out in the offseason, right? Exactly. And they've showed it on the field this regular season. They're 9-4. and four. They've clinched first in the East Division. Like, let, let's be honest about this, final. though. Let's be honest about it. They're the only team, because, I mean, without Jeff Coat, without Caleros, that's not the same Winnipeg team. They're the only team that's beat Winnipeg a flat win, right? Yeah. Definitely. It that's something you can't ignore. This is right. the only team to beat a full Winnipeg team. Right. Could they do it again in the Grey Cup if it came down to that? Well, let's hope it doesn't come down to that. Let's hope it does not. So let's move into the number two spot. Do you dare to put Saskatchewan above Winnipeg? Uh, not at this point, not yet. <laughs> um, but the thing for me is like the riders look like for me, the steady two, I would pick them to beat Toronto if they played today. Yeah. Um, like I said, our offense needs a little bit of work, but it's trending up. And I think Moss still has some tricks up his sleeve. That defense is still great. Like I said, I still think almost like they're not even playing as good as they are. I think still. And like, now I don't think we're going to see the best <laughs> team next week i don't they'll save that right they'll save that for the playoffs and that's where that defense under the lights at mosaic will get after it and then hopefully they'll go into ig field remembering what happened in the 2019 west final in our house and our defense can lay it on thick then right yeah i don't think at this point you're right you can't put saskatchewan ahead of winnipeg but they are trending in the right direction. That offense is trending in the right direction. That defense is just a solid unit. Um, this is easily the number two team in the league, I believe. It does suck that we can't see the number one team versus the number two team in the Grey Cup. Yeah. But 
hopefully we could see that in the West final as we move to the number one team in our power rankings for us both, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Right. And I mean, you look at that season, you look at how dominant they've blown out teams. You look at the fact that in what's traditionally our game, they come into the Saskatchewan on the Labor Day Classic and blow us out. You look at, like I said, besides one loss this year, it took till they rested starters to lose a game again. Like pretty much no points allowed in the fourth quarter. Like this is a well-built solid team. Like we said a couple weeks ago when we were trying to make those awards, like pick the awards, it's just going to be a bunch of blue bombers. That's how good they've been this year. I mean, maybe, like I said, hopefully they get complacent and uh, the West final doesn't go their way, but you can't take away how good they've been all year. No, you can't. And that's why they're the number one team here. Uh, Everything resets once you get to the playoffs, but we're talking about the regular season here and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won this regular season probably easier than anybody has won the regular season in a long time. Long time. Like I said, this, this team is like, I don't remember teams being this dominant, even like Calgary at their point never was this dominant. The only thing it reminds me of a bit is like, and I'd almost argue maybe it's not even like maybe Winnipeg's still more dominant, but like those Montreal years with Calvillo at the end of his career. Right. Yeah. Where they were winning 13 games a year and stuff like that. But yeah. But I don't remember the the games being blowouts like this, though. No. No, I don't. I don't either. So that wraps up our power rankings for the end of the 2021 season in the CFL. It was a good season. It's been a great season. It's been been a strange, strange season, you know? And as we're going to get to reviewing these games with a lot of weird, like, Tuesday, Wednesday games that keep you on your toes and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a pandemic year. We knew things were going to happen. We knew it was going to be weird. Yep. I didn't think we were going to see the CFL make one team play three games in six days. Oh, boy. Yeah, here we are, though. Here you are, Edmonton. Right. And with that, let's kick off week 16. Tomorrow night, or I guess if you're listening to this, when it comes out, tonight night Tuesday night Edmonton versus Toronto this was the game that was actually supposed to happen way back early in the season before it got canceled due to the Elks COVID outbreak <laughs> interesting enough the, the only team to have a COVID outbreak the only team wonder, wonder knock, on knock, yeah. on knock on wood knock on wood we don't have a playoff COVID outbreak. That would be the worst thing to happen. If, if that happens to us, you can blame me. Tweet me at Davey O'Doyle at the booth EC and fucking scorn me, man, because I will curse it. Oh, we will hope that does not happen. But hey, man, Edmonton's not in there. They're the only team that's been COVID ridden this year. So hopefully we won't have to deal with that. Yes. Um, so, yes, Edmonton, Toronto on Tuesday night. This could be interesting as we get into these. all these games this week. Could be a little more interesting as we see teams start to rest starters. Most of these games are meaningless, which makes close football games. It's exciting to see what could be the future of the CFL in some of these games. Right. It's yeah, it makes it makes previewing it tough though, because we really does. don't know what to expect. We don't 
at this point, like we said, it's Monday. You'll hear this Tuesday. We don't know everybody who's resting. So it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to review this accurately. Yeah. I guess preview it, we just don't know. We probably do know for this game. I haven't looked. What does Toronto's depth chart look like? Oh, oh here this we go. takes too long. We we'll see, will... see how this one goes anyways. Yeah. yeah. Starting at quarterback will be Antonio Pipkin. So Bethel Thompson will not be playing. Uh, I'm sure they're resting more starters here as well. Looks like it looks like it'll be a bunch of starters resting for the Argonauts. Um, Could make it interesting. But I mean, like you have to get, you get that, right? This is, I mean, it's all Edmonton's fault and Edmonton's the result of this, but like, this is an incredibly short week for the Argonauts because of that. Yeah. And you're, like I said, you're going in, you already clinched your first spot in the East. It's coming through Toronto. Why would you play guys right now? Exactly. Right? Let your young guys get in, let your inexperienced guys show what they can do. Like I said, this is the week where you see if those future guys have it, where you play for your job, right? Yeah. Yeah. This does make it interesting for Toronto too, because playing on a Tuesday gives them a very long break until the East final right? on December 5th. Yeah. If you had to pick this game, Assuming Toronto's resting a bunch of starters, who are you taking? Um, I'll take Edmonton just because they've already been kind of giving that like future guys the reps for the last three or four weeks. So those guys are in the swing of it. Like I said, Pipkin has the this is his first game. Cornelius has those what three, four, five games already where he's gotten the offense used to it, gotten up to the speed again. You know what I mean? So I'll pick Edmonton here, but like like I said, it's it's, this this is a weird week because a lot of it's just for fun, right? Yeah, it is a lot of just for fun and seeing <laughs> the future of the yeah. CFL. Who are you picking this this one? I think I still think Toronto's going to come away with it. Uh, it's in Toronto. Yeah, Edmonton is probably in their head all week about having to play all these games. Right, that's uh, fair. Yeah, I'm going to go with Toronto in this one. I think it'll be yeah. a good game. I think we'll see a good CFL game here. Their next game of the week matters. This one is the first that matters as we try to find out who will host the East semifinal between Montreal or Hamilton um, for Montreal to host it. They will need to win and a Hamilton loss, or there's a bunch of scenarios that involve ties, but we're not going to talk about those. So we do have Montreal playing Ottawa. This if if, this, if Montreal loses this game, that's that's worst case. That's oh. absolutely detrimental. You have to win this game, a to keep alive your chances of hosting. And even if Hamilton beats the Riders, like we'll talk about later, you need momentum going into this game. You need everybody to be tip top. You need to sharpen up on both sides of the ball. And against Ottawa's not a good team. Nope. You can't lose this game if you're Montreal. No, nope. currently favored minus 14 Montreal. Like I said, you better. It's weird because I don't even, I don't know if they'll cover that, yeah. but you better hope that Montreal at least wins by at least a full score because like you need momentum going into the, yep. the playoffs. Definitely. I, I think this will be a motivated Montreal team that will get the job done fairly easily against Ottawa. Yep. Like I said, just another week for Trevor Harris to get sharp with Eugene Lewis. Get, I, like I said, the only thing that you might do this week is 
lessen the load on Stan back a bit. Yeah. Just because he is going to be needed in that playoff run. But besides that, you need to be going on full gear to win this game, right? Yeah, definitely. So I think we'll both take Montreal on that one. Yep. And look who's back again on Friday. It's the Edmonton Elks. Oh, boy. Heading to BC in another game that really means nothing. (laughs) Like I said, after you played so soon, this team's going to be like, oh, man, here we go. We're trying to get another game in. We're trying to refocus, trying to heal up. Like, it's in BC, right? Uh, yeah, it is in BC. Oh, my goodness. And they have to go travel, too. Yeah. They said, this is a disaster. This is a recipe to get hurt. This is a recipe. <laughs> um, it's weird because, like, you have to do it this way, and I get it. But, like, from a player safety standpoint, this is awful. Yeah, like, it, it's if, terrible. If we see, like, 12 guys get hurt on Edmonton, you'll know exactly why and why this can't happen again. Yeah. But – BC having an actual full week of prep Edmonton beat up and tired. Like this, this is probably going to be BC by a lot. Right. Does it make a difference? If I tell you Mike Riley will not be playing and Nathan Rourke will be starting at starting at quarterback. Not terribly. Cause I mean, your team's still beat up and Nathan Rourke still has how long to prepare for it. Right. Exactly. I think I'll agree. I think this is going to be, BC taken down. Nathan Rourke uh, isn't so bad either. No. Honestly, the he's played, he's not bad at all. No, it's good to see a Canadian quarterback having success like he is. Yep. But yes, this will be a BC team beating up on an Edmonton team, a worn out Edmonton team. And I'm sure Edmonton will just be grateful to end this season <laughs> after that. Yeah. Yikes. We roll into Saturday and we roll out east to Hamilton as the Saskatchewan Rough Riders head out to Hamilton, likely resting a lot of their players. What do you see? Yeah, I, saw, I saw like a lot of people more than you'd like to see who are like, man, maybe we should make Fajardo play because that offense needs to click. <sighs> that offense is where it needs to be right now. That's as good as it's going to get, especially because like you love to see it in the playoffs, but in the regular season, Fajardo still loves just to fight for extra yards. He loves to put his head down. We don't need that this week. We need to hand this off to Harker. We need to rest some guys, get ready for Calgary. Hey, man, everybody go out there and do your best. If you need time off, take your time off this week. Like I said, I'll pick Hamilton because we're going to rest guys, and they have their fate in their own hands. If Hamilton wins, they get get a home game in the semifinal. I'll pick Hamilton because we're resting all of our guys, and – I hope that comes to fruition because I don't want to see any of our guys get hurt coming in the most important part of the year, right? No, I don't want to see – if you're a Saskatchewan Rough Rider and you have any sort of nagging injury, I don't want to see you on the field this game. Right. Well, yeah, this so is, I, I don't care if this game's 100 to nothing for Hamilton. We know that's not our team, right? That's fine. <laughs> this game does not matter for the Rough Riders. They have clinched the West semifinal. Right. Let's just get ready for that. Yeah, just get Let, them there, right? Let's prepare for that. I'll also take Hamilton yeah. as I think this will be – Hamilton team that is playing. We didn't really talk about Hamilton here. Hamilton needs to win this game and they will uh, clinch their spot hosting. Right. Regardless of any other results, regardless of any other result, Hamilton wins. They host the the East semi with this. Yes. I guess there is a scenario where we could see Hamilton rest starters. If Montreal did lose to Ottawa, which will likely not happen. Right. 
yeah, like I said, we don't think that'll happen anyway, so they'll have to play for the win. They'll put their guys in, and hopefully they, like I said, hopefully they can get it done, but if Isaac Harker goes out and balls out, nobody's going to be upset about it. Nope. I, I, I'll love to play spoiler in this one if we can. <laughs> Move on to the final game of the regular season in the CFL. The Winnipeg Blue Mobbers heading to McMahon Stadium to take on the Calgary Stampeders in another game. Doesn't mean anything. They'll be resting guys on both sides, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see a West a West matchup and some some guys we don't usually see. I'm going to be a little bit interested in this game, only to see, um, A, if something disastrous happens to Calgary, that'll really help us. Yeah. And um, to see what Winnipeg does, because I don't do you think they're going to rest starters still. And that'll be four straight weeks in a row that some of those guys don't play. Because, I mean, then they get to buy, right? So it'll be three straight weeks of not playing football. Do we see a little bit of those guys next week? Or do you think that they just rest everybody and they take the gamble? Like, hey, three weeks will be focused, right? I think they're going to take the gamble and say our starters aren't playing. We're going to be healthy for that West final. And I don't know. We might see it backfire. Um, That's tough. That's so tough. It's a tough scenario to be in if you're Winnipeg. But I think you got to rest your starters. I don't think you want to risk an injury because that's the worst case scenario. If you run Andrew Harris or Zach Caleros out there and they tear the ACL and now bye-bye playoffs. Right. Yeah. Like I don't expect to see starters. I was just kind of bringing up the point because like I said, that's a, that's a lot of weeks not playing a game, right? It sure is. And it could be a difference maker in that West final. Right. We'll have to see, but I'm going to pick um, Winnipeg anyways. Because I still think Winnipeg's the better team. They probably have the better depth with the better backups, right? Because, I mean, we've seen for a while that as far as Calgary goes, where that quarterback goes, the team goes. And I have a high doubt that Bo Levi will be playing, right? Yeah, I do too. This is a toss-up for me because, yes, we're going to see players that we don't normally see. So, for that reason, just to mix it up, I'll take Calgary in this one. Okay, yep. We'll see. We'll see who gets that. And that brings us to the end of the regular season. We'll be heading into the playoffs in two weeks from now. Yeah. Oh, boy. They're almost here. The CFL playoffs. It will be the West semifinal. will be Calgary Stampeders coming into Saskatchewan. Uh, we do know the East semifinal will be between the Montreal Alouettes and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. We just don't know where it'll be. Right. Winnipeg will host the West final and Toronto will host the West or the East final. And we'll see who meets up in Hamilton on December 12th. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. This week is just going to be interesting, right? It's just going to be a nice, a nice look and more than anything, just to see, I guess, who has the strongest depth, right? Because as the playoffs approach, depth is so important. Sure. So this would be a big peak to see who has it. It will. It will. Any last closing thoughts? Um, you know, I'm still over brimming with last week's rider pride. So, you know, just, just a little of that swimming in my mind. Uh, like I said, it's, it's tough. You just want to get through this week so you can get to the playoffs, right? Definitely. Definitely. Because I know we're all excited. We're all in that playoff mood. We've got our tickets. We'll be at the West Semi. Yeah, we will. Yep. We're ready. We're ready. As always. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter at the booth EC 
buy your merch. Christmas is coming. What's better than some booth merch in that stocking? Right. Also, uh, go go check out the new video up. New video. Live on location at Prairie Pro Wrestling. Go check that video out. What a time that was. Great interviews. A great show. Thanks again to PPW for having the booth to the event. We hope to do more with PPW in the future. Again, as well, congratulations to the Weyburn Eagles for their championship season. Yes, sir. Great to see. Great to see local teams getting it done. Local sports. Local sports is thriving right now. What's better than local sports? Like I said, you're listening Nothing. to this right now. You're listening to this podcast right now. So also keep yours open. NHL, NFL podcast coming up this week. Keep it locked on the booth, EC. Keep it locked on. Have a great week. Have a great CFL week. We'll see you guys next week to preview the CFL playoffs. Woo.